Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping tour to the borders of human creativity. I'm your co-host, John, and this is all my fault. I'm your co-host, Besha, and this is totally not my fault. Excellent. Excellent. It totally is. <laughs> it, it totally is. You pitched the idea and I said, yes, that's, that's my fault, too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most of the blame falls on me, but I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to share some of it with you. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because I'm, I'm just that kind of friend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so how, how is Portland? How, what, uh, what's, what's new? Uh, you know, it's real cute. It's, uh, it's real walkable. It's twee. Everybody's on bicycles. It's everything you expected. Except we had like an 80 degree hate wave and all of these people here were like totally fine with putting their snow boots away and pulling out their sundresses in practically the same week. <laughs> it's, uh, I, don't, I don't think I can live with weather. <laughs> I lived in the Bay Area for 12 years, and I liked having to carry a light sweater at all times. <laughs> I don't the, understand I will admit, seasons. Yeah, the, no, the last time I was in Portland, uh, it was um, uh, it, it was like for real. Like I think there were a couple of days where it went above 90, possibly even into the hundreds. Yeah, that happens. Um, and it was hideous. Yeah, I, I I prefer everything to be sort of tepid. Right. Tepid is my jam. Tepid is where I belong. Here's here's a question that I have, actually. Have you encountered um, any anti-Californian expat sentiment, or do you not tell them? Uh, both, yes. As a matter of fact, I picked up a burner number that I pay $5 a month for so that I have a 503 and I, when I need to give it out. For example, at a restaurant where I'm waiting and they say, okay, we'll text you when your table's ready. I give them oh. my 503 because I don't want them to lose my 415 number. Oh, shit. Um, I haven't encountered too much of it, but I've definitely, like, I mean, it's the Pacific Northwest, so everybody's passive aggressive. <laughs> um, but I have, I have had some, yeah. Wow. And I can't blame them. I'm like, yeah. I just try to, you know, point out that I, I also could not afford to live in the Bay Area. I'm not moving here with my gazillion tech dollars Indeed. Uh, to buy up all of their land. Indeed. <laughs> I wish. Some of us are just trying to live, man, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> I, I try not to mention that I absolutely would if I could, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best, perhaps best to keep that on the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it might be time to introduce our guest. I think so. Hello, guest. Yes. Hello. Uh, I'm Chris Rugen. I'm a graphic designer and a longtime PC gamer who also really enjoys the great outdoors. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I, try, nice. I try to give as I try to give as much definition to you know the, the generic generality of my interests as a as a person who likes games and science fiction. But. Outstanding. Outstanding. It should also be mentioned uh, that you and I have been pals now for, what was the thing we determined for, almost 21 years? Indeed, in the 90s, back when things were in the 90s. <sighs> Incredible. <laughs> yes, yes, we, 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 we went from being sort of uh, lar larval functional humans to full humans uh, in the span of knowing each other, so 
It's good stuff. That, that, yeah. I, you know what's funny is that I, for some reason, uh, like, still tend to measure intervals of time in terms of college, where it's sort of like, oh, that was like three colleges ago. I, I, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> does that? I wonder if everybody else does this, and I wonder if it's like because, like, I mean, it only lasts four years, but it feels like a long fucking time. But maybe that's just because so much personal growth takes place in those four yeah. years. It's your first time away from home. You're learning to drink and <laughs> all of the other important things that happen in college. I don't know yeah. why I started with drink instead of like write a <laughs> persuasive essay. <laughs> Let's face it. Uh, the former is a much more useful skill than the latter. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. All right, well, is it time perhaps to explain the show? Yeah. I think so. Totally. All right. All right, excellent. For those of you who are new to the show, here's what's going on. I have been coming up with ideas for literally a decade, and there's just too many. They're all in a big spreadsheet, and it's time to give them away right now. Besh is here. Chris is going to help. If you hear one you like, it's yours to run with. I just want credit. I want to cut. Chris, what's first on the docket? First on the docket is one that I really like because I have had to wade through so many resumes. It was, resumes should have a life skills section. I also like it because people debate this all the time. And I actually really like the idea. But I'm curious about what you both think. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's important that you, you know, you let people know right away things that you can do that might not be apparent just from, you know, your work history or your education or whatever. I can pay my bills on time. I can set up auto pay <laughs> and not fuck it up. Nice. Yeah, nice. See, I feel like it's it's like a it's like a shibboleth. It it reveals who you are in what you think should be in there. So, like, what you say yeah. is almost less important than what you thought was important enough to say. Which is why I like that it. was going to be my next question. Yeah, like and and like, you know, I think I think it's like the classic resume thing. Like, if you put something weird in there, make sure it's the weird thing you really want to determine who's going to think you're interesting. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like I, I can make chicken tikka masala from scratch, or uh, I organize a very good party. Nice. Yeah. This. This is. Yeah. It's like you can read so much into that, and it makes it so much easier to have a conversation with somebody because. Oh my god, you have to have so many conversations. As a somebody who hires graphic designers, it's like in New York, you can throw a rock and hit hit a graphic designer as you're swinging your hand backwards to throw the rock. There's that many of them, so it's like <laughs> so you just have to you have to weed through so much stuff. What uh, what is the biggest um, the biggest failing that you're seeing in terms of the resumes of all of these people as a you know as a general. Um, as a general rule, like, is there a trend? Uh, I'd say the big, well, th there's the failings of people and then there's the failings of designers. So people often think that being a graphic designer is like something you can just pick up. So it's like, huh. I worked the register at Starbucks and I volunteered at this thing. And I also, you know, I don't know, did some other totally reasonable, productive thing with my life. Now I want to be a graphic designer. I'm just like, that's not uh -huh. how that works. Like if your, your, your portfolio better be incredible, but I'm probably not even going to look at it because just yeah. no thanks. And then with design, with designers, it's um, the design of the resume or the cover letter. Like they, oh. a lot of systems sort of weed that out because they force you to like give them the PDF then enter everything, you know, uh -huh. into a system, which is the worst thing ever. Um, but for designers, like 
if I just see your resume, I can learn so much about what you, who you are. And there are, it's just so interesting to see how people interpret the resume as a thing to provide. And so this, like, you get some people that it's a word template, which, you know, thumbs down. Uh, for some people, they turn it into yeah. this, like, untenable art project. Like, if I produced this on a letterpress... I'm sure it would have looked great, but I had to print it off of a laser printer because you're one of 500 that I have to look at. And it's just, there's no, <laughs> it's, it's not even does it, is it well typeset? Because that's obvious, but it's like, did you think about the world in which this would be consumed? And so that's, that's, that's the designer problem. And, you know, for some of them, I think they, they design these extraordinary things. And, you know, there are some places that they don't want anything digitally. You drop everything off physically and then they put it in a giant pile and determine your future. And so maybe for them, the fancy resume is great, but not for me, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> but this is also why I provide, I provide free resume services to all my friends because it is such a nightmare. It's like painting a self portrait. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I am fortunate in that. Um, I, uh, I feel like, a, I don't know if this is going to sound like a humble brag, like I'm both fortunate and unfortunate in that like all of the work that I get basically just sort of comes to me through my personal network, basically. So I haven't had to update a resume in some time, and I don't know. Look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like on the one hand, it's great, but on the other hand, it's sort of like if I ever have to do it, uh, I, I may be coming to you for a bit of advice. There you go. There you go. Well, it, it, the thing that I learned having to interview for jobs at two universities is they want excruciating amounts of detail um, mm-hmm. because universities just, they, they're just, oh God, they're so, they're so obsessed with so many of the, what would you even call it, the sort of forms and rituals of stringency and rigor, even though oftentimes mm-hmm. that's just used as a way to not have to delve into the meaning and depth of the thing you're looking at. Um, mm-hmm. all, all their systems are very bureaucratic. It's an easy way to weed things out to a manageable level or more manageable level. Yeah, and and you didn't jump through every hoop. <laughs> right, right. And uh, yeah, they uh, they they want like uh, you know manager manager only references from your every job on your resume and da 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 da. So I have to have all these crazy records just to be able to like. It's like I, I gather it's a lot like trying to find a, a condo or something where you have to like get your grandmother to meet with him or whatever. Chris, what is next on the list? Uh, the next is something that I don't even know if it really requires a lot of explanation. It just sounds phenomenal. An ice smashing company, which I assume is not a company that like runs those giant ships around the Arctic Circle to clear you know transit ways for ships. I think it's a company that makes things out of ice that you can break. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Yes! <laughs> like, there's just something cathartic about smashing stuff, but then you have to clean it up. So why not just get a giant block of ice, and then you can just, you can, uh, in, in, in like a room with a concrete floor, and, uh, you know, and like you just pick it up and just smash it, or they give you like a, you know, like a, a, a sledgehammer or something, you can take some swings, um, yes. and then it just, it just melts, and there's a drain in the bottom, in the floor, and then the water goes into the drain, and it collects somewhere, and then it becomes ice again, so, <laughs> like, it, you know, like, it's perfect, it's a no-waste system. And the ice gets more interesting with time. Like by the th- the hundredth time, there'll be like a wallet in there and some bottle caps. It's like really... <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I read this. I, I I chose this, and then a little while after, I watched the uh, Foxcatcher documentary on Netflix. This is a very weird lateral move, but there's a scene where they have a party with a giant fox made out of ice, and they all and they're they're in this athletic facility, and they all just pick it up and throw it into the pool. And I was like, <laughs> see, this is the ice smashing company. Like people want to mess with ice, no matter what. <laughs> It, it was like their symbol yeah. of their team, and they still wanted to destroy it. <laughs> it, it. I think that you could maybe charge a slightly extra for, like, you could get, like, a, an ice mannequin, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like sort of like a generic, like, just a, like a dude, um, or, you know, and then you, you, you could pretend it's your boss or whatever, and just, you know, and then they hand you a baseball bat. Like, I, I, it could even be therapeutic in many ways. I agree. I'm sold. <laughs> It, you, you you could add food coloring to the water and you know like make a make a, a I don't know a purple they give you would give you a range of non-human colors so you wouldn't be allowed to smash for instance a, a brown colored mannequin right but like you know one that was colored red or purple uh, red. or blue or something gonna need um, showers after this uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. after throwing red ice everywhere that's true you know what that's that's an extra service. Uh, it, it, like the standard <laughs> services, you just get like a, a block of ice. Then you can upgrade to like mannequin, and then like something that's colored. But at that point, then we have to also charge you for like a Tyvek suit uh, and a face mask. Um, you know, like like a uh, and then that we have like painter's coveralls, and then you know you uh, you don't have to wash yourself. I like it. And and uh, can't you can't you mix food coloring with like alcohol and then put it inside of ice and it won't melt? Whoa! Oh. So you could have it like, like a pinata, like an ice pinata. <laughs> this, that we're getting into truly advanced technology. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just want to see. I just want to see what this looks like. Let, let, let's have, let's start the 1.0 version of this business first, and then then we can move on. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to go with high margin early on, so you can you can build your vision. <laughs> to, you're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to afford. Uh, you know. The 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 ice palace that you want you ultimately want to live in. I know this. That's where this is headed. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was headed. <laughs> so uh, this this idea I liked not only because I just thought it was funny, but also because uh, it it seems like something that's already been done in in the movies, which is Precious Moments comics figurines, and and it made me think of Guardians of the Galaxy two, where he's showing the character spoilers, where he's showing where Ego is showing um, uh, Star Lord like the history of his oh the dioramas yeah, and they yeah. all look like those eighties porcelain figures, which I thought was so hilarious. Like his taste is so like eighties garish because <laughs> he doesn't have anybody else to like keep his he ego no in check. Frame of reference. Right, exactly. And and so I was just like, man, you, your licensing deals already set up. You could just get in there with Guardians and expand. That that's pretty much yes, that's exactly what I, I, I well because I think that it's possible that this idea might have been logged before the rise of the Funko Pop phenomenon. Right. But yeah. but I think yeah, basically I was looking for yeah, like something exactly like that where it's sort of like those 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 garish ceramic figures um but, but i was just thinking like that they would be just like of comic book characters but you're right they could be scenes um or, or you know like individual collectible you know like figures that when you put them together it turns out that they form a scene from you know a specific issue that 
you know, like is like extra good. But yeah, that was that was basically it. But I, I, this idea had to have been done before Funko Pops became a thing. Yeah, yeah. But or, so, so this that was when I had this idea, and then and then you know, and and now we're where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it also made me think of those. Maybe they're paintings and not figurines, but like where Jesus is helping somebody play baseball or whatever. Yeah, and I was. It made me think: Who is the Jesus of like the Marvel and DC universe that's helping all the other characters do what they're doing from behind the scenes? Thor. Nice. <laughs> so it's there. <laughs> so so like Iron Iron Man is flying, but Thor is behind him or something. Yeah, uh, I think him up. I, yeah, I think the DC Universe version is definitely Superman, but yeah, I, I, it's some sort of an open question for uh, for Marvel. I think it, it, it's strongly task based. I think depending on on what it is you're trying to do, like Superman will just help you do whatever. But I think depending on what you're trying to do in Marvel, there's you know there's different. Uh, there are different Jesus figures. Yeah, I guess it lends itself to Batman and Robin too, really well. Like Batman helping Robin learn how to like knock someone out with a staff or whatever it is he does. <laughs> <laughs> like holding his arms, just like Jesus for the baseball. Oh God! Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Somebody should do that. I, I'm sure that, that that would be. I think at, at the very least, yes, a print series uh, that would be perfect for Artists Alley at any major convention. Okay, so uh, the, the 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 rest of them are there's two of them that are really weird and two of them that are a little more low key. I think I'm going to go super weird, and this is another one where I read it first wrong and then researched it and realized that I read it wrong. You wrote the phrase with a with a question mark, fucking in a zorb. Question <laughs> mark. And question yes. mark, and then I, but I first read it fucking a zorb, and I was, and I, I immediately assumed this is some sort of science fiction thing because I didn't know what a zorb was. And then I researched it and realized that it, I mean, you explain what a zorb is. For those of you who don't know, it's, I, I, it's the brand name for uh, one of those giant inflatable balls that uh, you like a, a giant inflatable sphere that you climb inside and it's padded on all sides and you just kind of roll around in it it's like transparent it's a whole thing um, but yeah I was just wondering if anybody's ever tried to have sex in one and if so what that would be like so is it is it free to roll awkward it, uh, yeah, it, that's the, that's the problem. I think it would be free to roll around. Like you would, you would. It, I mean, because like I think these things are basically kind of like human hamster balls, right? Like right. You, yeah. you, like you roll around, and that's the whole the whole idea. Um, you know, freely over the landscape in the semi. This is the what's the Wayne Coin uh, crowd surfing thing, right? Oh, ah, I think he did. Yes, I'm I'm almost positive that it is. So yeah, like, it, can you have sex in one of those? I mean. Probably right. I, I feel like he. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it just seems like you'd interest yourself a lot. You, you, you have to try it. Yeah, and you have. I feel like you have to not not try to stay stable. You have to see yourselves as like the working machine parts in an engine that drives the Zorb. You have to be consciously trying to look to make it move. Otherwise, you're just fighting it the whole time. And I feel like that's a whole level of athleticism that's way outside of my my rate. Like. Engineering and athleticism that's just way outside of my uh, scope. But, you know, maybe I'm selling myself short. I don't know. <laughs> no, you raise a good point. I think that it would have to be acrobats. <laughs> it'll, it'll be the next, uh, oh, what's that circus with just the people? Cirque du Soleil? Yes. It'll be the next Cirque du Soleil. Yes. 
with just the people. <laughs> I got what you meant. <laughs> I see them on the subway all the time, the, the ads, and I, I, I try to edit them out of my mental landscape. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I've seen the picture that Besha has just sent, and it is, it's like that, but the one oh, that yes. I'm thinking of has more padding. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of the one, and this is going to be horrible, the one that we everybody posted with George R.R. R. Martin rolling around in it when he should have been writing his book. <laughs> George R.R. R. Martin is not your bitch. <laughs> it's uh, it, The autocomplete uh, for George R.R. R. Martin Z was zorbing. So you now, you now know everything you need to know. <laughs> I'm getting zor- zombies, so... Apparently, my my search engine of choice doesn't doesn't do that. Uh, I got Zodiac. Oh, maybe I was maybe I was jumping ahead a little bit. Maybe Z O R or something like that. But uh, regardless, I, I sent you I sent you a link. Oh no, it looks like it was on an episode of uh, of whatever Conan O'Brien does these days. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah I we, we keep pulling up ones that have less padding than the ones that I'm thinking about. But um, but hey, you know, I mean, maybe maybe there have been some advancements in the technology. <laughs> Yeah, the, the unpadded ones seem like a real recipe for, like, I don't know, setting a vertebrae out of alignment or something, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we have time for one more. One more, okay. Uh, oh, so, so tempting, all of them. Uh, but this one, this one I'll, I'll pick because Elisa was so confused when I said it. Australian jewel beetle beer bottle lure for humans. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I 100% okay. had to Google this, but I would love to hear your explanation. So there is a species of beetle in Australia that um, if you, you know, those like the, those brown beer bottles that, that, you know, that beer comes in. It turns out that if you just leave those lying around, there is a species of beetle in Australia that will try to have sex with it because it thinks it's another beetle. <laughs> is Ooh, there... Like, That's not. <laughs> I, what I'm, I think what I, this this was maybe like a premise for a story or something, where like an alien species, just like you know, like there's some piece of trash that 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 aliens just discard on Earth that just to us looks like something we want to want to try to fuck, and it's it irresistible. Like something James Tiptree Jr. would write. <laughs> yep. Uh, that, that was basically all that is. It's like I just find it so interesting. That, like there is a piece of garbage that we throw away that not only looks like a like like another beetle to these beetles, but is actually sexually attractive to them. <laughs> and the and the photos the photos online are like eight of them on a bottle. I'm just like, yeah. There's so many levels of misunderstanding happening here. <laughs> Like, is is it possible that there exists an object that would trigger the same response in people? The possibility cannot be mathematically excluded. <laughs> oh, God, now I'm looking at the photos. Why? How, how does this look? What are they thinking? <laughs> what are they thinking? The bottles don't look like them. I don't know. Just I do- somehow smell right or something. I, yeah. Yeah, oh, there's a, there's a whole range of questions that we have that we will never be able to answer because we can't talk to these beetles. Dumb it, shit. It makes me wonder if there's like a subcategory of like zoologist knowledge that's like a catalog of things that animals will just cluster on like this, like of different oh, species. <laughs> that's highly possible. That's but it's you know possible. these these are preferable to other Australian bugs that are just five times too big and deadly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I. Uh, 
I want I want no part of it. Yeah, I um, I mean I've got friends in Australia. I would love to see. But I still, I, I will admit to you, I have a non-zero level of apprehension when it comes to the spider level. Um, in that, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Some, do you, do you ask someday. them? Do you ask them to take down all the clocks before you go over? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, clock spider! The, the problem with huntsman spiders is that they eat other spiders. So oh. you want, you actually want the huntsman around because it turns out like the deadlier Australian spiders are small, and so like. If there's, if there's a huntsman around, then, like, you know, theoretically, it's keeping you safe from the actual dangerous ones. Uh, but, and, and so it's a horrifying. friend of mine was like, yeah, you could, you basically kind of have to think of them as sort of like a friendly pet or a roommate that you just don't interact with. Um, I, I, <laughs> but can move your couch if it wants to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I don't know if I'm going to ever be able to, uh, I don't know if I would be able to reach that level of equanimity. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. God. Yeah, I, I feel like it, you would have to do something to it to 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 feel the affinity, like put a little coat on it or like googly eyes or something, so it would be less terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> a friend, a jaunty hat, you know, something, right, right, something. Can spiders hear really well? Like, if you put a bell on it, would that be bad for hunting other spiders? But you would know where it is. Oh, and is I that better or worse? I don't know. I th- I think that would make it worse. <laughs> Eight teeny little bells. Yes. Oh God. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> All B- right. Besha, Besha, are you scared of spiders? Uh, I, I Not in the way that John is, but I certainly feel no compunction about squishing them when they're in my space. Got it. Yeah, I think I'm with you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, if anything, actually, I've found that fatherhood has, uh, has um, increased my resistance. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm able to deal with spiders now just in, in the sense that they... Deal you with know. all kinds of horrifying things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, there's, I think there's probably a size limit there too. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. We have now reached that part of the podcast where one of us gives a terrible recommendation, or we showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have any one of those things? If not, <laughs> I do. Oh, ooh, I want to hear it. Well, um, I again, I don't know how uh, how applicable this is going to be outside of um, California or uh, like sort of the corporate reach of Safeway. But I have discovered that the oatmeal raisin cookies um, that you can get from Safeway, just like the house brand ones, are fantastic. How is that even how, how is that even possible? I don't know. Like I just they're 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 chewy and they're just good in that way that I you know so like I I think that if you I would just say go to your local grocery store like your local mass market store and go to their bakery section and just see what they've got going on in the cookie department because you might be surprised. I Jen- think that's a terrible recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of inclined, but J- Josie would get uh, you would get Josie's full throated support on that one. Excellent. That's all I need. I just I, I'm, I'm here to capture the hearts and minds of the younger generation with my terrible recommendations. It's a good good business model. <laughs> I'm monetizing to the millennials, or, or I, no, the, to Gen Z, as it were. Mm. Oh God, they are. We're at that point. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> oh, let's let's talk about where we can all be found on the internet. 
Um, thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter. Uh, she's a, a sometime guest co-host and uh, excellent person you can find in the archive. Um, my whole deal has been streamlined. Uh, if you just go to flavor.country, that's got my, uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, and the newsletter that I write that I guarantee you will enjoy. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, that's B-E-S-H-I-A, and I just went to flavor.country and it's beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's uh, you know mm-hmm. just a redirect to a, a, a Tumblr page that it's uh, it's still great. There's some <laughs> gifts happening right now. Nice. Your t- your top photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yes. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at R Design. Uh, that's the letter R followed by the word Design. This podcast is available pretty much anywhere fine podcasts may be procured, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Whatever platform you're using, please consider leaving us a nice review or a rating because it helps more people discover us, and it increases the chances of one of the ideas you've just heard actually being picked up by somebody out there. Thanks, and remember, if you heard an idea that you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Do-do, do-do, do-do.